Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino back in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you have the Super Talk Mississippi app, we're streaming live from there as well. We're always on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And, of course, you can take your browser over to supertalktv.com on your computer or your mobile device to check out good things online. And if you're looking for the perfect autumn activity, Activity, maybe a trail ride, then we've got you covered. Chances are you hadn't heard of Soul of Dixie Trail Rides that is nestled in Kilmichael, Mississippi, and it's up for you to enjoy. Joining us to tell us a little bit more is Miss Jency Ballard with Soul of Dixie Trail Rides. Hey, Jency. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? I'm so excited about this. I love horses. I love trail rides. I love finding fun and unique things for the family to do. And I had no idea that you existed in Mississippi. So where is the Soul of Dixie Trail Rides located? Uh, We're actually located a few miles south of Kilmichael in a little place called Poplar Creek, Mississippi. So if I'm looking on a map or maybe I'm trying to figure out how to get there, what's your Mississippi directions? Well, we are, um, it depends on which way you're coming, really, but it's going to be 475A, Friendship Road, Kilmichael, Mississippi. So this land has been in your family for quite a while. How long has your family owned the land where where the trails are? It's been about 150 years in our family. And it's had a different faces over the over the last years. It hasn't always been open for, you know, the community to come out and ride horses. So kind of what phases and stages has your land taken over the years? Right. It's been through quite a few things, actually. It's been through cattle, dairy, beef cattle, um, cropland, and now it's in the business of horses. So when did it make the transition to horses? Or I guess a better question would be, and when did it make the transition into opening up your your home and your land and your love of, of horseback riding to the community? Um, well, we actually opened the business in 2016. Um, I got a couple of horses that were given to me. I already had horses. I've always had horses. But um, I started taking in horses from other people. Kind of sort of like the rescue thing, but I'm not a rescue. <laughs> um, but I decided that um, they may they may need a job. So I trained them and started working with them a good bit, and they are what I used to create the business. Which is offering trail rides, trail rides throughout your land. This, yeah, Right, throughout our land, and we do horsemanship and all kinds of horsey things, any kind of things you want to do with horses. We've done picnics and photos and we just get creative when did you get your first horse jency you said you've always had horses who was your first um her name was dixie and i was about seven and she must have our um she was the babysitter horse 
She was the babysitter. She put up with me and all of my little friends. <laughs> she I'm was sure your fur friend. Got, yeah, she was your you, she was your best. We had a lot of fun with us. We had a lot of fun with her. <laughs> Is it true that some of the horses that are now at Soul of Dixie Trail Rides come from her? The Dixie that was the inspiration for the name. Yes, absolutely. My my one of my lead mares, Calamity, is her great granddaughter. She's a lead trail mare, so y'all really keep things in the family there. I like it. We do. I, I don't like selling them once we get them. Once we take them in, they kind of have a place, a safe place to stay. And I love that you give them a purpose, and you said you put them to work, which I think all kids should be put to work. And so, exactly. <laughs> tell us how the rides work. Okay, is it like a group of just limited numbers? Can you come as a single or one or two individuals? Share with us how um, these trail rides work. We can do one to eight riders right now. Um, you can come as a single. Every ride that's booked is private, so you only ride with who you book with. Uh, we kind of tailor the rides to your needs or how you want to do it how long you want to ride like i said we've done picnics and photos and everybody gets pictures i take pictures of everybody on the rides and send them their their trail ride photos and what is the experience like of opening up being able to horseback ride not everyone has that in their backyard many listening to good things probably grew up with their own horse or learning that you know as a young child but there's a lot of us who that just wasn't an option it wasn't accessible so what is it like giving this opportunity to people who may not have it in their everyday life oh it is awesome that's that's one of the main reasons why i wanted to start this business because like you said a lot of people don't have the opportunity to either have a horse or there's no place nearby where they can go ride and you know a lot of people don't want to take lessons they just want to go trail ride one time and that's that's what we're here for so you take beginners to experienced riders and all in between everybody of all ages so what's the age range um, usually, well, children, it just depends on the child, usually, you know, because some kids, they get a little afraid because horses are large animals, but we can do six, sometimes five. I've had a four-year-old that rides quite a bit. But that would probably left up to the adult the knowing. Yeah. And the child. Like I said, it all depends on their ability and, you know, how how comfortable they are. So how long does the trail ride usually last, or can you kind of tailor it to whatever your, your group's needs are? We, we try to tailor it, but norm, on a normal basis, they usually last between one and two hours. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it is. It's great fun. What a neat job you've created for yourself, <laughs> Jensie. I think that's super creative um, in, the, in terms of giving people the opportunity again to experience Mississippi's great outdoors in a way that maybe they haven't been able to before. How soon in advance if they're thinking about coming and taking advantage of the Soul of Dixie Trail ride should they start booking their trips? Usually we need about a week in advance. That's not bad. It's not because like I said we try to tailor to everybody's needs and you know the time of day that's best for them and how long they want to ride so about a week gives us plenty of time to get everybody on the schedule so we're all about visiting mississippi here on good things gency and so if we're coming to kill michael maybe for the first time to your right. to ride what else is around town to do is there anything else where we could kind of make a day trip out of it or a weekend getaway well, there's good places to eat, and there's um, 
a bed and breakfast close by in French Camp. That's only about 10 miles away. Now you put me on the map when you said French Camp. <laughs> There's those Mississippi We're really directions. We're really French Camp, too. We're kind of in the middle of the little small towns out here. Well, we've got people that are interested in it over on the Ceasefire text line, Gen C. So if they want to learn more about your farm, your land, and what you're doing with your horses, where can they go for more information? Um, they can go to www.soulofdixie.com. Um, you can message me on there, or uh, our phone number is 601-253-4434. Well, I love it. I love that you put all of your children, your fur, your fur children to work, and that you're opening up your home to the rest of us. So I love it. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. How cool is that? You know, everybody's going out to the pumpkin patches. Yes, you should do that. There's plenty across the state of Mississippi to get out and enjoy with your family. You've got the fair coming up next week. Oh, my gosh, that is like the start of fall here in Mississippi. But we're always looking for something unique to do with our families that's going to leave lasting memories. And what better way than to get on a horse and, and enjoy a ride on a 150-year-old farm? Technically, the farm's older than that because the farm has always been there. But for a family to have been in Kilmichael for... 150 years and to be good stewards of that land and then bring in their love of animals and nature and all the things. I'm just thinking of my children and I just know that if I said, hey, we're going on a trail ride with real horses and you don't have to go like far away or to the mountains or anything like that to do that, that would be a, a quick trip that you, you could do. I think that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Because even when talking about the fair, I mean, your kids want to ride the little pony rides this would be an elevated experience i think in terms of that yeah it's like uh the difference between an, an economy model car and a cadillac you can ride the carousel on the the hard plastic or ceramic or whatever it's made out of fiberglass horses with the the weird colors or you can go on a trail ride so i horse. worked hard i'm sure i i did the equivalent of spreadsheets and Excel sheets and pros and cons to convince my daddy to buy me a horse because we grew where we grew up my neighbors had horses and I needed I needed I needed it and he was so impressed with all that I had come up with but yet and still Rebecca Turner never never got her own horse I lived vicariously through my neighbors and their horses and experience but if you own horses you're shaking your head they're a big responsibility. You gotta have time for them. They're not just a pet you put in the backyard. These are all the things my daddy said to me. <laughs> and he was true. So you can go enjoy someone else's horse and experience. But stick with us. We got more good for you coming up next. Feeling a young girl's heart. Just like Gene and Roy. Singing those campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. Yeah, I should have been a cowboy. I been a What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janny King, the King of Clean, are excited for this season. At Janny King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JannyKingCleans.com. 
to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a huge selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery. All 20 to 50% off for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins, local honey, jellies, jams and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown Island. Everything for home and garden That's what at Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm a morning time and we're going strong You can watch good things on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And the Sanderson Farms Championship, it's almost here. Sports Talk Mississippi will be there at the Country Club of Jackson tomorrow and Thursday. And then you got the Gallo Show and Middays is going to be there on Friday. So you can swing into the Sanderson Farms Championship for a good time and a great way to give back. Proceeds for the championship or from the championship are donated to Children's of Mississippi. If you want some more information, you can go to 
SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. And if you are here in the central area, you know that it's taking over everything. You see all of the signs get up. Everyone gets excited about it. Everyone's talking about it. The main things like parking and other logistical things to put something like this on. So when they say it takes a village, man, it really does to pull this off every year. And it's an exciting uh, time for Mississippi. So you'll get plenty of that coming up the rest of the week here. Over on the Good Things Facebook group, though, we like to share positive headlines and fun things that we see about our state. You're welcome to share those uh, there as well. And, you know, Chapel Heart's just become one of our Good Things favorites here. They're just so friendly and accessible. And you love when you see someone who has gained a little bit of notoriety Remember the small acts of kindness or remember the little things matter the most. And so, of course, I was wasting away my life scrolling through Instagram earlier today and I came across their uh, profile and it was a $20 bill, which kind of got my attention. I was thinking, oh, this is the first 20 that, you know, it had to have some significance. And I think they were here in Mississippi, actually. Um, earlier this week, I think they were actually on the campus of Southern Miss, where they were asked to do a um, concert for first responders. So kudos to Southern Miss for, for setting that up. So they found a $20 bill on the ground. Like so many of us have picked up $1, $10, $20, whatever it may be. I'm going to assume that they found it in a way in which there was nobody walking away from it, or they could tell whose it was. I feel like they would have been like, hey... Is this your 20? Right. By the way, would anybody ever say, no, I don't know who's 20. That could possibly be. But me, because I never have cash on me. So if you offer me a 20 and I take it, I'm lying. No, not really. I mean, there's a, on occasions I may, but usually. Usually when you find cash, unless you saw it drop from somebody's pocket or wallet or whatever, you're correct. going to presume it's finders keepers. Yes. Well, they decided to... Take, I guess, crowdsource from their social media ways to use it as a random act of kindness. So they were going to take that $20 and instead of pocketing it, because I'm going to guess the ladies are doing better than they ever have in the financial department, probably in the last couple of years for sure, uh, and then pay it forward. But, but what I love, not only did they think about doing that, which I think is fun, and then they got creative by asking all of us to sort of share in the help or help them sort of figure out how to share it. It's a reminder that it only takes a couple of dollars, 20 at the most, to really do a random act of kindness, make a big impact on someone else's day, or just show someone a little bit of you know, love in the most unexpected way. So I took their lead. I shared their post over on the Good Things um, Facebook group. And we would love to know from you, too, as well. If you had $20 to give a random act of kindness, you can split it up. There's no rules. It's your, it's your random act. Let us know how you would use it, 601-879-4395. So what's the first thing that kind of comes to your mind as a way to randomly bless someone with 20 bucks or less? Uh, usually the first thing that comes to mind with, with trying to do something charitable is I've never been a part of it, but it would be cool to be the, the first person to start it, at least for the day. When you go to get coffee or fast food or something and you got the drive through and you pick up the tab for the person behind you. 
Yes, and then you kind of keep it forward. You yeah. kind of pay it forward, kind of keep it going and sort of keep it going. I love that. I did hear, though, um, one sort of twist to that, which I don't think it, you knock anyone who wants to bless someone behind them. And I'm not really sure how it works in terms of the people who are working in those particular, well, jobs. I'm sure that can be a nightmare, keeping it all straight. Keeping it all straight. Well, it was more of like, I'm thinking, as I'm thinking it through, you're not really going through fast food uh, type places. It's more of like your coffee shop places that you would do sort of that if in terms of coffee. But it was like instead of that tip the person versus pay because if they're in line, they can afford it, hopefully. I mean, no one gets in line and says, sure, hope that person in front of me picks me today. <laughs> or I'm not going to be able to pay my tab. If you um, do live like that, let us know. <laughs> we want to talk to you. You are interesting. You are interesting. And I want to know how often it works out for you. Or how often do you get to the end and you're like, man, they didn't get it. They told me they would. And then you drive off empty-handed and without being... Just get up to the window and shrug. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> And now you may have gotten up there and been like, I left my purse or forgive me or whatever. But most people aren't chancing their fate uh, fate in that way. I liked Michelle's, though. She said take it to a laundromat and sort of give it to someone. Because you got to think, too, like where where can you do the most good with 20 bucks or less? Usually individuals who find themselves using a laundromat probably don't have the living situation where they have their own laundry indoors. It could totally be a transient situation and mean nothing about their status economically, but more often than not, you may really bless someone by taking that load of laundry off of their shoulders by, you know, giving them a twenty a $20 bill. Someone said buy someone's gas. That would be like great, but are we there yet? Can you can you fill up for 20 bucks yet? I don't I don't know. Or are we thinking too hard about it, which we often do when we're po posed with a good deed to do that we hadn't done yet, or probably won't do? Is it just as easy as, you know, buying someone's coffee or whatever it may be, regardless of their income or status or whatever it may be? A buddy of mine works at a bookstore, so I think this isn't as altruistic as he believes, but uh, he said, go to a bookstore and put it in your favorite book on your favorite page. Oh, that's a great idea. Or like the library. I wonder when you check it out, they do thumb through it. And it's like, who who, who sort of gets it? Or tipping in the oddest places. He finished it up and he said, leave a, leave a note with it to say the book's on me. Oh, that's cool. I love that. Where else could you do that? Where else could you leave a $20 bill and some stranger not connected to you, you would never know it, see it. Would have, other than the ground, I guess you could go back and just throw it on the ground. But that <laughs> just throw it out the window and see where where it lands. Uh, where else could you do that kind of like secret secret Santa kind of thing? You know, where we are coming up on the holidays, and those stories are great. The individuals who feel led to go to those places that have layaways, but most people's Christmas presents or big bigger ticket items on layaways, twenty bucks that I'm gonna really dig into that but you say might. that but i mean if they're pinching pennies to pay off that layaway and they show up and wait it's twenty dollars less than i thought it was cha-ching sheila says buy someone buy flowers for someone that could be a that would be fun if you went and bought 20 bucks worth of flowers and just sort of was the flower fairy 
for the day. I like to just the idea of, uh, you know, the tip. You never know, like in the unassuming places, whether it's at, you know, your Waffle House, your coffee shop, your local diner, the gentleman who took your groceries out, or lady who took your groceries out to your car, going by, you know, like the Sonic, and you, you get the person who comes, and you usually only give them 75 cents, handing them off a 20. That would be a big impact. That would make, that'd be a wow. They'd be like, whoa. Because that's usually, I mean, if you're going to finer dining, it's easy to get up to a $20 tip, depending on who else with you or the occasion. But most Waffle House employees aren't seeing too many $20 tips no, throughout, usually. throughout the day. Larry and Jackson said, give it to someone and let them decide what they need, what they mean, need most. Would you do that? Would you turn, like, would you accept just a random $20 from someone? I would accept them paying for something and taking that off, like, you know, it was a transaction. But it would feel really weird just to, like, unless, again, if it's a tip, it's a transaction. If, if I just walked up to you and said, here, I just wanted to bless you today and hand you 20 bucks, it would feel really awkward to take it. I mean, I would take it, but I would immediately start looking around for the candid camera. It's like, the, what is, what's the catch? Right. But we're, you know, we're so sort of ingrained to not, especially not ask for help. You know, no thank you, I'm good. Which I just went down a rabbit hole on, on that idea of, it's not a good thing. It's not even really relevant to good things, but you could, I don't know, put it on a piece of fishing line and have some fun with it. Well, now we're on a whole nother level. As long as they get to keep it. If they were able to snag it, head on over to the Good Things Facebook group. Let us know if you had 20 bucks and up to some good, what would you do? But stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next. On the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high to 81. Tonight, clear skies and cool, low around 56. Your Wednesday rolls in with sunny skies, high near 79. Wednesday evening, clear skies, low around 53. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high only to 79. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. 
Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night, Monday. Enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. Have you heard? Trust Care Kids is transforming children's health care. From newborn care and routine appointments to urgent care available seven days a week, we provide the best care and the best experience for you and your child. Like our jungle-themed rooms, filled with interactive screens and games. Your child will be comfortable and you'll be confident in the care. Schedule your appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Kids. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Florida is under a state of emergency in preparation for Hurricane Ian, but Mayor Terry Johnson of Key West, Florida, says that the Keys will not be mandating evacuations. We did not have a mandatory evacuation uh, for our residents nor our tourists based on the trajectory of the storm. Right now it's off to the west of us, and we are anticipating some localized flooding. We're going to have some high winds. Uh, but we are prepared for both of those, so hopefully the, the storm will not change. She says not many of the residents have chosen to evacuate the area as of now. We had very few people evacuate, and um, of course, we all know, being used to hurricanes, that a hurricane can change in intensity and direction, uh, but we've had very few people who have evacuated for this storm. They button down, um, they're, they're weathering it, and uh, they're prepared. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. 
You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, where the news comes first. With live updates from Super Talk Mississippi News and Fox News every hour. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. You believe this guy? Who is this guy? It's Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays, 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. I like this guy. Also on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. forget you can listen to good things we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm and of course you can get us on your local supertalk mississippi radio station and today we get to dive a little bit further into nasa's double asteroid redirection test also known as dart you probably heard of the mission it's all over what people are talking about in terms of space and there's a lot that it was meant to do there's a lot that out there that it wasn't meant to do and i thought let's go to the source let's go to our friend bill who's with he's a lead nasa meteoroid environments office there in alabama close to us here in mississippi to give us the details so hey bill hey it's so good to have you back and talking space this was a pretty historic moment for all us space nerds right yeah, normally we try to avoid running into things up there, but this time we decided we were going to smack something into a rock and see what happens. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It sounds like so many Mississippi kids on a summer afternoon, like, let's just throw this and see what ends up uh, happening at the end. So what was the point behind it? Why did we want to test and see what would happen if we plowed into this big object? Well, you know, most people, when they think of asteroids hitting the Earth, they think of the big dinosaur killer, right, 65 million years ago. Or they think about uh, Deep Impact or Armageddon or the Greenland movies, right? But, you know, what an average person is likely to encounter their lifetime are not the big rocks of doom that are going to end civilization. They're going to be smaller asteroids that have, you know, a megaton to 10 megatons of energies that can take out a city, but, you know, not destroy the planet. And these smaller rocks occur, come in about once every 50 to 75 years. So, you know, there was one in 2013 over Russia that was half a megaton. And then back in 1908, there was the Tunguska event, which was 10 megatons. So if you look at things from the perspective of what do I have to worry about in our lifetime, my lifetime, it's these smaller rocks, these city killers. And DART enables us to test technology that we would use to deflect these smaller asteroids. So for a small asteroid, you don't have to pull a nuke out and, you know, get Bruce Willis out there with drilling equipment. (laughs) For a smaller one, you can hit it with a brick or a big spacecraft and deflect it away, and DART helps us test this technology. We call it a kinetic impactor, and 
when DART approached the asteroid, that spacecraft, which weighed a little over 1,100 pounds, hit that moon of that asteroid, moving at a speed of four miles per second. So in terms of energy, that was equivalent to three tons of dynamite going hitting that asteroid. And it created a bit of a mess. The, we could see the debris for two telescopes here at Earth, and of course there was this little Italian CubeSat that flew by and took pictures afterwards. The math required for that makes my head hurt, Bill. Like the idea, well, and it, I think that's another thing that people are, are missing is just what a feat this was to actually hit it, right? Like the fact that we were precise, well we, as in me, I was in there, I pushed the button, but like in terms of NASA was able to actually accomplish this task is a big deal. It is a triumph for NASA. Uh, again, you know, it, it, you know, hitting a, a small asteroid is not easy. But, you know, we got computers nowadays that enable us to, you know, we can basically, as you, if you watched it, you saw in the last few minutes, the last couple of minutes, they just let the computers guide the spacecraft and smack into the asteroid. And... Uh, it wasn't like the early days of NASA when we would launch stuff and you know towards the moon and we would miss the moon, you know. So we we're doing a lot better now than we used to. That's for sure. Well, I think it's super cool, and I think too there's a lot of talk about does this mess up any kind of rotation or all the force fields or whatever up there. I mean, this is like a safe experiment, right? In terms of for us here on Earth. Yeah. So we picked Didymos which is the name of the asteroid and its moon Dimorphos for a reason. One, it isn't projected to hit the Earth for millions of years. So we can mess around with it and not worry about it, you know, coming back to haunt us like, oh, oh, crap, you know, it's suddenly hitting towards us. So we can do experiments without endangering the Earth. And the other reason is if we hit the moon, Every t as the moon goes around that asteroid, it blocks out part of the reflected light from the asteroid, so we can measure the time it takes to go around the asteroid very precisely. So after the impact, the impact changed the orbit of the moon, so that timing will change. So all we got to do is watch that asteroid and look at when it dims, and by noting the change in time before we hit it and after we hit it, we can estimate how well we did in deflecting it. So it's kind of pretty cool. That was the reason we chose this system. What I love about any time NASA does something they're proud of, it's just the excitement and the celebration in the little cockpit or whatever room, the control center. It's like when they land or they take off successfully or they, you know, something cool happens. You know it took you know, a ton of people working together at their highest, you know, level to make it happen. And then they all rejoice. And I'm like, yes, like right there with them, like, woohoo! you know, it feels like you're part of the team. Yeah. And, you know, as I was watching and I was sitting there thinking, well, this is ironic. If this had been any other mission, we would all be crying now because we smacked into something. But you know, there was a lot of celebration and stuff, and rightly so. They accomplished a great deal there in doing DART. So we'll see how well these kinetic impactors, how well smacking things into a small asteroid will deflect them. So we're testing out a way of saving cities here. 
I love that. You know, one thing I enjoy about Space Bill is just this idea that it makes you realize how small and insignificant you and your life and your country and your problems and your political divide and all of that really is when you think about all the expansiveness that is of space and what the Creator all created and the fact that it could all end in an asteroid, right, or something sort of similar. And I, I find it's crazy it sounds, Bill. I find great peace in that, knowing that there is still something so much greater than you know us here and our little squabbles and that there's people out there watching it hopefully making sure we are deflected in that i mean i don't really want an asteroid to come to earth but you know what i mean yeah yeah that would not be a good day right no it would not be a good day i bet your phone would be ringing off the hook and i wouldn't be able to get you on good things <laughs> no 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 i would just refer them to the planetary defense officer at headquarters <laughs> Uh, well, Bill, I appreciate your time here walking us through it. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, I think it's super cool, and people should at least be aware of the of the historic event that happened with DART. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. How cool is that? And, you know, I mean, that's not necessarily tied directly to the work there at Stennis at Space Center, but yet in a way that it is. And I think sometimes we can get all wrapped up in the headlines and what they say and what it is or what it isn't. I actually heard you and Gerard talking about it for a brief moment today on Middays, Rhino, and you were poking fun at the way the media sort of spun, um, spun the mission. But, you know, again, it just brings me great joy to realize that there are things so much greater than us and our little problems here, particularly here in the in the West and in America, that you're just reminded that there are still real big rocks out there that could just come and take us all out in a minute. And, you know, it, it reminds you that, you know, life's too important to take everything so seriously. Well, I couldn't help it. so much that we don't know. I had to poke fun because the Associated Press made it sound like the asteroid was getting mugged by NASA. Right. And that was the furthest like thing. It was just minding its own business, and all of a sudden it got attacked by NASA. <laughs> I just want to know who and what uh, meeting like raised their hand. It was like, I, I, I have an idea. Let's just throw something at it and see what happens. <laughs> I do wonder if that was actually proposed in official meetings and and up the chain of command at NASA before or after the prevalence of the movies like he was talking about with like Deep Impact or Armageddon where you had these these ideas from Hollywood on how to solve stuff because I mean there there is a historical record of ideas coming from creatives and then getting put into practice by pragmatists I mean you have Jules Verne talking about 20,000 leagues under the sea and submariners and stuff and now we have submarines that can do all the things he was talking about. Didn't Back to the Future have basically iPhones or something similar? Kinda. But, or some similar technology that wasn't around and then here we were, here we are. I mean, they had non-glasses-assisted holograms, oh, that was it. which we also have. Cause, that never caught on. Like we have it. hologram concerts that you can go see and you see the person in a hologram form on the stage performing the same way in Back to the Future 2 you had the big shark coming out as Jaws, what was it, 8 or 9 at that point? You know, knowing that we have computers that can destroy an asteroid with all that math, maybe I would be more reluctant, or not reluctant, to... Um, do the self-parking 
cars now. I'm like, okay, if they can do that with the math and the computers, maybe the car really can park itself. I don't know. More good things up next. Thirty-seven years. That's a long time, and that's how long Shapley's Restaurant has been bringing you the finest in steaks, seafood, and of course, our homemade hot tamales. This is Mark Shapley, and we are proud that we are celebrating our 37th year in business. Shapley's has been a staple in the greater Jackson market and had the pleasure of serving guests from around the country. This couldn't have happened without you, and we are so grateful for your continued support. Shapley's Restaurant, 37 years and counting. Come see us soon. 601-957-8000. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janney King, the king of clean, are excited for this season. At Janney King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JanneyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JanneyKingCleans.com. Jenny King, the king of clean. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close of New York Cotton Exchange, the summer cotton was down 28 to 8809. March cotton was down 55 to 8539. Closed. The Chicago Board of Trade and November soybeans were down three and a quarter to fourteen oh eight per bushel. January soybeans were down two and a quarter to fourteen fourteen per bushel. December corn was up one and a quarter to six sixty seven and a half per bushel. March corn was up two cents to six seventy two and three quarter per bushel. At the mercantile, December live cattle was down forty five to one forty six ninety. February live cattle was down sixty to one fifty eighty five. November feeders down seventy seven to one seventy six twenty seven. January feeders down ninety two to one seventy six eighty. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down eighty seven points, twenty nine thousand one seventy three. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Have you ever heard the expression, beans are beans? If you were in this room, you wouldn't agree. I'm in an area called trade integration at Pioneer. What's the trade being integrated? The Enlist E3 trade for soybeans. And what's it being integrated with? Ah, that's the really big news. The Enlist E3 trade is now integrated with Pioneer's own exclusive elite genetics. It's called Pioneer Brand A-Series Enlist E3 Soybeans. And there's no other soybean in the business like it. It has all the advantages of being part of a superior weed control system, similar to other soybeans. What those other soybeans don't have is exclusive Pioneer genetics that's designed for high yield potential and strong defensive traits. So at first glance, yes, 
Beans are beans. They may all look the same, but their differences show up at harvest. Pioneer brand A-Series and List E3 soybeans, like no other. Your Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things live on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Don't forget, too, you can catch Thunder and Lightning Live with Brian Haydad across the entire Supertalk Mississippi network. That comes up each Wednesday night starting at 6 p.m., so that's tomorrow night. And you will get Mississippi State Bulldog coverage like nowhere else. And, of course, you will still be able to get your daily Thunder and Lightning episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And mentioning podcasts, don't forget, too, I got mine, Tired of the Wait, with my friend Amia Edwards. If you are on a wellness journey or into nutrition, then this is the podcast for you. And if it's not for you and you know someone who is, let them know about it. Tired of the Wait, W-E-I-G-H-T wherever you listen to podcasts. Talking about things, Rano, of movies or books or whatever that wasn't and then sort of was into the future. Joe and Meridian said, over 50 years ago, I read the Dick Tracy comic books, and he wore a phone wrist watch. Oh, yeah. And now look at it. And you wonder if that did inspire anybody or if it was just kind of inevitable the way it goes. And then, you know, how did they have the brain to think in terms of, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you had a phone on your watch? And then who thought, like, you could really do that? But you could really do that. And there's no telling where else we'll end up with phones. I mean, Dick Tracy came back around in, in pop culture in the late 80s, early 90s. I was I was a wee lad. But I remember the, the Happy Meal toys with Dick Tracy tie-in. Maybe it wasn't Happy Meals. Maybe, but it was Dick Tracy toys, and you had the toy watch that was the camera phone watch. So, yeah, that was, that was something my childhood brain thought was already here i was like oh okay so this is the toy version when i get grown up i can have a dick tracy watch well he was kind of like spy maybe not military but kind of spy private detective private detective kind of stuff inspector gadgets what's come to mind for <laughs> y'all remember him oh yeah for you know for me but isn't it true that the military usually has a lot of those fancy things first and then it gets trickled down to normal day so it's as a kid sure not that private detectives are military, but you get what I'm saying. Like, sure, they would have it, and then one yeah. day the masses would get to it. But speaking you find of a repurposing for it, like NASA, for instance, they brought us Velcro and powdered drink mixes and all these other things that they had to develop for their use, and then, well, maybe somebody else might like to use these. Nobody likes to use powdered drink mixes. We do it in the name of God knows what, but <laughs> well, what about the poor the guy on the commercial that's on the the floating raft and he has the bottle of water water and then somebody tosses him the flavor stuff i'm not saying there's not a a reason or purpose in which you have opened your life up to them i'm just saying <laughs> nobody fully enjoys them like a normal beverage right you anybody would rather a cold glass of milk than have powdered milk i'm just saying yeah. right it's good that you got it 
if you need it in a rough spot. But give me the cold stuff out of the refrigerator. Instead. I'm just saying there's not really much difference between powdered Gatorade mix and the Gatorade you get out of the cooler at the gas station. Oh, no. In term, no. Taste-wise, a little bit. Right? Not really. Not for Gatorade. Depends I on mean, if it's mixed well. We're going to find The one this, powdered we? mix that I think is really, there's a, there's a big difference is lemonade. Country Time Lemonade tastes like Country Time Lemonade, whereas Fresh Squeezed Lemonade tastes like Fresh Squeezed Lemonade, and they're similar. The only heel I'll dial on with that is powder does not dissolve in cold water as well as it does in lukewarm or um, room temperature water. So if you pour off your Gatorade pouch into a cold thing of whatever, it's going to have, it's not going to all dissolve well. Can we, can we, can we call truce there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die on this hill. I'm going to die on this hill. Someone, you mentioned McDonald's um, Happy Meal. Dustin from Walnut says, with all this tech talk related to NASA, yet McDonald's still has issues with ice cream machines. That could be a whole nother conversation. When you think about the technologies we do have, there's still these simple things that we haven't sort of figured out how to work the kinks or the bugs out of uh, yet here with what seems like the everyday um, kind of things. And we've, we've actually kind of over-advanced a little bit when it comes to our understanding. And I was talking about this a little bit on middays. I touched on it. But the, the NASA-designed rockets that sent the Apollo missions to the moon, big, powerful rockets with 40,000 manufactured parts, NASA still has those blueprints, and they want to have high-powered rocket missions. So they thought, well, we've already got these blueprints. Let's dust them off. We can rebuild those, right? Wait, we... We don't have all the notes from the engineers. What? We have to re they had to re-engineer the Apollo rockets because they couldn't get it to work with the computer models because the engineers using slide rules back in the day figured out the the nuance of putting together 40,000 parts. So they had to simplify it to I want to say it's like 40 or 50 parts now. Still similar power, it's just the new model of it. But they could not rebuild it based on the blueprints because those engineers were smarter than they gave credit for. Some dad who's put together a Barbie dream house just felt validated, who didn't have the instructions. All right, stick with us. you get got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But I hope everybody finds time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.